What's up, everyone? Alex here at AJNashville.com. It's a late night. I know you don't know what time it is when I'm recording this, but it's actually late night. And it's late night because I had prior obligations that I had to commit to. But I also have an obligation to you as the listener to deliver the podcast that you tune in for each and every Friday. So because of that and because I appreciate your support, here we are. It's late at night. But one thing I want to talk about. So this is something that I find to be typically common amongst people like us. And when I mean people like us, I mean people like you, the listener, which are also people that are probably pretty similar to me. In fact, if we weren't very similar, you probably wouldn't be able to gravitate towards what it is that I'm talking about on a weekly basis. You probably would have already stopped listening to this podcast if we weren't like each other to whatever degree. And because I know this to be true, at least for me, which I know it to be true for you as well, that's us having the difficulty sometimes in saying no, setting that boundary, right? Allowing people to pile stuff on our plates until our plates are overflowing with shit. And by that time, it's too late to figure out what to do with the things that are on our plate, right? It's like like Thanksgiving dinner and you got your mashed potatoes and then somebody gives you some gravy. And then somebody else gives you some more gravy and some more and some more and some more until we have gravy all over the floor. That's what it's like for those of us who are people pleasers. We like to take on the challengers. We we like to get in a position where we can appease and satisfy everybody until we set boundaries, until we prioritize the things that we actually want to do. See, that's the key. It's prioritization of the things we want to do and the people we want to do those things with because it's okay to say no. People understand you're busy. People understand you have things to do. People understand you have commitments. And if they don't, it's okay too because we don't need that type of influence in our life. We don't need that type of expectation to bring us or ground us or bring us down. Instead, we focus on appeasing like we talked about last week the people that we're committed to, the people that we do the things we do for, right? That's where our priority comes first. See, it's not all about saying no as much as it's prioritizing the things we want to do, we have to do, and that we get to do. Yes, get to do. There's a lot of things in life that we get to do. For example, you got to wake up this morning and you got to take a shower, probably a warm one. If not a warm one, if not a shower, you still got to get up. There's people in this world whose worst day or whose best day looks worse than your worst day. So we got a chance to do that. You probably had a chance to open up your refrigerator and take a drink of something that was appealing and appetizing to you. You probably got a chance to jump in your vehicle and turn it on, even though it was cold out today, right? Because if you're in the state of Tennessee, it's cold as balls outside right now. But you got a chance because something you did has allowed you to get to that point. And if you haven't got to that point yet, if you do, you will arrive to it. Right. If that's a point that is necessary to you, you will find a way you will arrive to that. I said this to someone the other day. They said, one day I'll have that car. And I said, you will. You will have that car because you choose to do the work necessary to have that car. See, that person didn't say, 
I can never have that car, right? But the material item isn't the important thing. It's the steps leading up to it. It's learning the boundaries to allow yourself to focus on the things that are important to you to arrive to the areas in life you desire to be in. Keep in mind when we tell people no, there's 8 billion billion people in the world. You simply cannot tell every single one of them no because you can never, if you spent your whole life trying to get in communication with every single one of those people, to tell every single one no. And in fact, some of the ones that you will say no to will appreciate the fact that you prioritize and they will stand in line waiting for you. That's right. I literally have people, I have a gentleman I'm meeting next week. He asked me, he is a fellow business owner, a fellow entrepreneur, a fellow property investor. He said, I'd like to meet with you face to face. I said, that's great. I said, I only do lunches and it's at 11 o'clock or one o'clock because I don't choose the busy times. He says, I don't either. Meaning we have something in common. We understand that if you arrive somewhere early, you leave before the rush gets there. You're in and out. What you had to do was taken care of and accomplished. And he said, when can I get on your schedule? He understood I had structure, which means I have boundaries because I can't make him a priority today right now or else I would have offered to. It's not that this person isn't important to speak to or relative in my sphere or a potential business person that I could work with. But he understands that if you're available all the time for everybody, that means you have no priorities, which means you're lost. So instead, he understood and agreed and obliged and scheduled his lunch, the place of his choosing, because that is what I offered. See, that's a boundary. It's just like when people call. Now, once upon a time in the mortgage industry, for example, if the phone rang, I answered it. Why? Because if I don't, who's, who's going to take that client? I'm going to lose them. Cool. Lose them. Because if they're that anxious that they have to talk to you, the minute they pick up the phone, they don't understand your value. I don't run a call center. I don't have people on standby. This isn't Jerry Lewis's fundraiser. We don't have people on standby to take your number or take your money. Just call here. No, we provide an exceptional service to exceptional people. And those people understand that they may not reach me immediately, but it's worth the wait and they will get the call. And the service you provide to other people, they will understand that you're worth the wait if you are indeed worth the wait. And if not, it's okay. There's other people out there that desire service, no matter what it is that you do, right? As long as what you do, you do at a high level. You operate within morals, ethics, and values. And you give back to the world what it is you take from it. See, we forget as we grow the importance of things like tithing, right? When I say tithing, I don't necessarily mean going to the church and donating back a certain amount of money of what it was you made, even though most of us think of that as a definition of tithing. I'm also talking about giving back to the communities that you remove from, meaning that if you do business somewhere or receive business somewhere, you find a way to feed back into that somewhere. It could be volunteer work. It could be setting up an organization. It could be putting money back into the community. It could be a multitude of things. 
See, once upon a time, I thought it to be difficult. I was closed-minded and thought it would be difficult to find people to contribute to some of the things that I thought were worth contributing to. And then I remember sitting at a very specific meeting, and I was on the opposite side of the table. I was helping these individuals organize an event that was very beneficial for veterans. I won't get too deep into the conversation of what it was because it would identify this, this particular event. But I remember sitting there thinking and saying, physically saying, hey, you know what? We can get a corporation to donate at least ten grand." And everybody looked at me like I had seven eyes. $10,000? Are you crazy? Yes, I'm fucking crazy. No, there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of CEOs, CFOs, owners, presidents, PR people that would gladly donate $10,000 to an organization that is designed to help save the lives of veterans. I see it firsthand all the time. But there's also the organizations that have to choose to say no because either A, they don't have it, B, they don't care, C, it's not their priority. Whatever it may be, they have to have the boundary to say no. They can't give, give, give. That's the way you bankrupt a place. Same with your time. Imagine if you had 24 of something and eight of those were being consumed with, say, sleep which leaves you with the remainder of how many 24 of something minus eight is 16, 16 hours. And imagine if you gave every single one of those hours away. In fact, you overgave some of them. You were at 17, 18, 19 hours. You would have to jeopardize either sleep or ignore some of the things you've committed to set the boundaries. Do me a favor. If you're in any type of structured business or non-structured business for that standpoint, go set up, a calendar on Calendly. You can set one up for free. And you go there and you set it up for those got a minute people, right? I told my CPAs, my CPAs are next door to my office. And I'm the guy, I drop it. I'm like, hey, you got a minute? Right? You got a minute? I got a question to ask. Okay. The structure, the calendar, the respect. So now I send an email. Hey, could I stop by in a minute? I got a question. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but my point is this. Set that calendar for that priority. Hey, I'm in the middle of a meeting right now. I'm going to send you a copy of my calendar. Go ahead and schedule something later on in the day. What does that do? Does that allow you to not forget to call them back? Yes. Does it allow them to feel like they have priority? Yes. You don't go into your doctor's office and walk in and say, hey, I'm here. And your doctor looks at you and says, okay, for what? I think I'm sick today. Oh, you are? Yes, I think I am. Huh, so is everybody else that's standing in line out there. Set an appointment. They do that for structure, for time allocation, for time management. I live by my calendar. Literally in my calendar right now is birthday parties my kids have to go to, batting practices, practices for softball and baseball, trips I have to take, lunches I have to take, lunches I take with my children. If it's not in my calendar, it just doesn't happen throughout the day. Why? Because I have to prioritize those things that are important. I have to be able to say no. In fact, if I tell you no, I'm going to say I can't. Well, why not? Because I have something in my schedule that's pre-existing. But don't forget, I don't owe you an excuse. We talked about that before. I don't owe you an excuse. In fact, the fact that I say I can't should be good enough. 
you're not my children, my spouse, my boss. Wait a minute, I'm my boss. But you're not those people, so you can't question what it is that I do. I'm not required to give you a response, but I will out of courtesy. You know, there's some times that I'm in the middle of something, literally in the middle of something, right? And my phone rings, and I have this auto-respond. It says, hey, I apologize in a meeting. I, I am in a meeting. Can I call you back? If you've ever received that, now you're questioning, did he do that to me? Probably. Because if I took my focus off what was going on, imagine that. Imagine this. You have a one-hour project. You're working on it. Phone rings, you answer it. There goes 10 minutes. You hang up. You're back on the project. Phone rings again. You answer it. There goes 20 minutes. You hang up. Now you got to go look for an email. You got to forward something. You got to scan something. You got to sign something. Then you go back to the project. Your phone rings again. Now you answer it, right? We're being reactive. The one-hour project turns into a six-hour task. Why? They got a minute, people. They show up. They don't mean to interrupt your time, by the way. Let's be clear on that. They have something that is pressing and a priority to them, so they're reaching out to you to help you solve that. I once read something that says Napoleon used to wait two weeks to open letters from the battlefield. And his stance, and listen, it could have been three weeks. The one I I read was two, but I have read another one where it was three weeks. But what he said is, if in that point in time or in that length of time the problem wasn't solved, then I would give it my immediate attention because typically the people who had the problem could solve it within a window of time. And I can't tell you how many times I found that to be true. Literally, I'm in the middle of the one-hour task and I get a phone call. And by the way, if you're the person that calls people back to back, please stop. You're fucking annoying. I swear. Nothing makes me want to not talk to you more than calling me back to back. I promise, promise, promise. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way because you feel that way. Unless you're that person that calls people back to back to back. Seriously, stop. But here's the thing. You call. I see you call. I will respond back to you. But in a lot of cases, what I see is I see a call and then a text, right? Well, I can't reach them, but I can go this way. And usually it's a question or it has been a question in the past. And it's, hey, uh, do you know uh, how to tell the color of the sky? Oh, my God, I'm in panic here. Call me as soon as you get this. And then you get a follow-up text. Hey, hey, did you get my message? I don't know. Did I fucking respond to you? And then you get a follow-up and they're like, oh, never mind. I figured out how to tell the color of the sky. And all this happens within like a four-minute period. Wasn't that important, was it? Talked to a gentleman today. He's a colonel, retired colonel, United States Army. And when I was talking to him, he said, what do you got planned? And I told him what my plans were. And he said, I'm not going to bother you this weekend. He said, I have no reason to bother you. Nothing's going to change between Friday to Monday. Rates can't change. The offer, is, if it's accepted, will be accepted, and we can discuss it then. I want you to enjoy your weekend. I am not a priority to you this weekend as far as I'm concerned. He wasn't saying to me I, he wasn't a priority because he knows he is, but he was saying whatever he had could wait so I could have a joyful weekend without the burden of worrying about something that was not an emergency. And I said, sir, if you find something that you need and you call me, 
I will likely answer. And why would I say that? I say that because I know if he's calling me, there is desperately something he needs because he respects my time and would not call me if it wasn't a dire emergency. And guess who I promise I won't hear from until Monday? The colonel. He understands the respect of time. And you as the listener has to understand the respect of your time and others. And please, like I said before, kids, close your ears. If your parents let you listen to this, they should tell you to plug your ears. But stop being that motherfucker that calls back to back to back to back, please. I promise there's nothing you need that important. If I have to stop what I'm doing because you're calling back to back to back, and unless you say I'm dying on the other end, I'm going to be furious. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Most of all, I know some of you out there have big plans for the weekend. Maybe you don't. Make them. Make big plans to spend time with the people that mean the most to you whether it be family, friends, parents, grandparents, whatever it may be, make the time this weekend to prioritize you. Thanks for tuning in.